Welcome back to the Flat Out RC podcast. Andrew Sill is my name, and this is the podcast where we talk everything aero modeling. So we're talking drones, helis, gliders, planes, everything around radio control flight we love here. And I'll tell you what, I do. I actually do love all aspects. I actually do like all aspects of radio control. I don't know whether it's because I'm a control freak and having a transmitter and being able to control something is something that I like. But I I literally, I used to say that I've owned every form of radio control product, helicopters, drones, gliders, planes, FPV drones, DJI drones, had a radio control powered boat, or my son did, so it's in the, in the household. Uh, cars, multiple different types of cars, from rock crawlers to buggies and on-road cars. And there was only one thing that was missing in my repertoire, and that was a radio-controlled yacht. And I've got one. Uh, thanks to my good friend Ido Segev, donated one to my hangar. And uh, it's got a wing, it's a sail, it's a wing. And as you probably heard a few episodes back, I did get out and have a sail and that was awesome. So I really do love all aspects of radio control. Now we've got, this is going to be the worst episode ever. That's what I'm calling it, the worst episode ever. So if you're in for a bad time, keep on listening. Uh, but I've got, um, you know, we're calling this the Q&A with the peanut gallery. Now Q&A with the peanut gallery is, peanut gallery is a term that I gave a few people. Uh, and I'll talk a bit more about it later when, I have head of the peanut gallery, and you're probably wondering who that is. Well, it's it's my good friend, Dominic Ayesu, or as I like to call him, Dominic Lesu sometimes. His, his surname's I-E-S-U-E. I, I, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I call him Lesu most of the time. But um, uh, Dominic Ayesu is going to be joining me, head of the peanut gallery. You'll find out why he's head of the peanut gallery shortly. But uh, before we do, let's see what's been happening out there in Hobbyland. We're coming up to the end of June, and what that means here in Australia is that it's club renewal time. So our memberships run from the 1st of July through to the 30th of June. So we're all out there busy trying to renew. Now, our flying association here, the MAAA, has given us a discount, I think an early bird discount if we sign up before the end of July, I think it is. I can't remember the exact numbers. I'm trying to find the details, but I can't find them. But let's just not get the, let the details get in the way of the story. They are giving a discount. I think it's up to twenty dollars uh, that they're giving, or ten dollars, or I can't remember. But they're giving a discount if you sign up early. So thank you very much for that discount. I think they've under- understand that a lot of us couldn't fly for many months due to the COVID outbreak, and uh, they're giving us a, a, a bit back. So really, really appreciate that. Uh, AAA doing a good job. Now, what that brings me to is really looking at uh, asking the question: Whether are you going to sign up to your same club or not? Are you going to go somewhere else? What do you look for in a club? What it also means that we're coming into a period where the committees are often re-elected or are up for nomination and the whole vote procedure to change the leaders of, of your club. Now, looking at the first angle, uh, will I be joining the clubs that I'm members of? And I'm a member of two different clubs. My simple answer is one of them yes and the other one no. I am going to make a shift uh this year um i won't tell you where i'm going i'll tell you maybe a later date once i've actually done it but i will be joining one of the clubs um out in the country that i've been a member of for a while and i'll continue to do that uh to support them 
And uh, but looking at shifting clubs now, why do, why would I look at shifting clubs? Well, it's because I am very mindful of the flying space and what I can fly. At some clubs, they will restrict what you can fly, like and you can't fly a heli or you can't fly a jet, or they don't like seeing large scale aerobatic planes scoot around the sky because they make too much noise apparently. And so I'm going to shift to a club that is a bit more open, something that I can sort of really sink my teeth into and make a long-term commitment because I've sort of moved around a little bit. Uh, and so that is going to happen in the near future. Um, the second point I want to talk about is your committees and your presidents and voting for them and what you should look for. So this is a little bit of a tip because I hear a lot of people complain about the committees and let's just get this straight. I've been on committees before and they are very, very hard to be on. And there's a lot of misconceptions about committee members like it's a boys club and all this kind of stuff. Most committees don't always see eye to eye, which is good. A little bit of tension amongst the committee is actually not a bad thing. Uh, but what I find in a lot of associations, whether it be a, a motorsport association, a dirt bike club or a flying association, a local footy club, is that often there are, there are people that nominate to be on the committee almost to have a badge, badge of honor that I'm the president of the club or I'm on the committee and all that kind of stuff. But they don't nominate with a view of as to how they're going to add value to that committee. And I've seen this time and time again. And sometimes even presidents that just by default get the job because nobody else put their hand up that are just there, but they don't have the ability or the skill set to be able to, um, to uh, um, manage the club in, a, in an effective way. So here's a little tip. One of my tips is this, is before you vote for your president, before you vote for uh, a committee member, stand up and ask that person what is their vision for the club and what are they going to do? Because nobody ever asked that. I've sat in these, these meetings. Nobody ever says, well, why should I vote for you? But you need to do that to understand what where they're at and what their thinking is at. Because a lot of people will sit and say, oh, I'm a very good pilot and I think I could add a lot to the committee. How? What? And remember, being on a committee is an administrative task. It's not about who's the best pilot and who's got the best models or who can build the best plane. It's about who, who understands administration, people management, finances, uh, being able to make complex decisions, um, uh, legal aspects sometimes in relation to management of incorporated associations and things like that, people that can understand property management because obviously fields are on somebody's land more often than not and you need to be able to negotiate rents and leases and all the other different things that go around it. So my biggest tip for you is ask the question, there are too many people out there at all levels of this hobby that do not have the skills to be able to run it. And even I'm looking at the top as well. I look at my area of expertise is marketing and the marketing in this hobby is disgusting. We do a terrible job. We are archaic in our approach. And I think that people need to start to be, you know, people at the, at the bigger association level need to start looking at themselves and, and asking the question, are they suitable to be in those roles? If you've been in the role for 20 years and you think that's going to help, good on you. How are you going to help? So I'm not saying that you haven't helped over 20 years. What I'm saying is how are you going to help in the next year and the year after that and the year after that? And a lot of people think that being a committee is like being on a board, the board of directors where you just give advice. But no, committees have to work. They have to write the documents. They have to coordinate the troops to cut the field and the mowing rosters and whatever. So ask those questions and select the people that you think are going to best represent your interests 
at that flying club. But above all, don't forget to sign up. Get in early, get the discount that we're being offered, uh, get it out of the way and uh, enjoy your flying for another year. So there you have it. Busy time coming up towards this end of what we call the financial year. Sign up and be part of it. Well, now is the part of the podcast that I know you're looking forward to, and that is what I'm predicting to be the worst ever podcast episode known to man because I've got the head of the peanut gallery here. And Here we uh, go, talking crap again. Go on. He's back. Well, <laughs> do, you have, do, you ever, do you ever shut up? Uh, wait a second. I haven't you, even introduced you. who you are. I, I've just told everybody this is going to be the worst podcast interview ever known to man, and I don't even know who you are. Now, do you know who I am? I don't know who you are. You're an idiot. I know that. <laughs> Joining me today is, uh, we, uh, we call this episode <clears throat> Q&A with the Peanut Gallery. Now, head of the Peanut Gallery is uh, my good friend, Dominic Ayesu, otherwise known as Dominic Lesu. Actually, <laughs> how do you pronounce your name? It's Ijuem. And do you know that nobody's ever called you that in your entire life? No, they call me Igloo Tissue Issue. Okay, we'll call you Issue now. Dominic Issue. Now, Dominic um, was also known as Dom or, as I like to refer to him as, the guy with the nice trailer because nobody can ever remember who he is. They just remember his trailer. Now, is Dominic- Is my fault? Well, it is your fault because, I don't Why? know, you're bad at making friends with people at flying clubs. Now, Dominic's been on the scene for a long time here in Melbourne. And as you probably, as I've mentioned, they don't really know his trailer because his trailer's awesome. And they don't really know who he is. But- Dominic is head of the Peanut Gallery. Now, Dominic, I should tell everybody how the Peanut Gallery started. We're, hey, you, st- you started and you calling me the head of the Peanut Gallery. That is true. I started the Peanut Gallery in China last year at the China Top Show. And in the Peanut Gallery, the official Peanut Gallery, it's an international uh, cast of peanuts. We have <laughs> Sash Ciccone from Italy. He's representing the Italian Peanut Gallery. We have Martin Brandmuller from Austria representing the Austrians and the Germans and all that kind of region. And then down south, we have Dominic Lesso as head of the peanut gallery. Now, he's the head peanut. And you've probably seen you've seen him in videos and you've seen us mucking around. You've probably seen us on social media with some of the, the videos. And what, what, what we do is we rib each other nonstop. But I thought I'd get you on and we'll just do a bit of a Q&A so people can get to understand more about you, Dominic, and, and you know, we just have, have a bit of fun. Now, Dominic, tell us a bit about who you are, besides a peanut. <laughs> I'm just an ordinary bloke who likes flying. Okay. Likes my hobby. Likes my hobby. And tell us a bit about that. When did when did you start flying? Um, I think it was nineteen. Take your socks 80, off if you need these toes to count. Nineteen eighty-five, roughly. Nineteen eighty-five. So you're a lot older I, than me. You're an old yeah, man. Yeah, but. But I was building gliders when I was in grade five because a friend of mine, I went to his house years ago. We were coming home from school, I was in grade five. And his name was Stephen, Stephen Hill in Faulkner. He was building a glider out of all bolts, just a chuck glider. And when I saw his uh, workshop and his little, what he was doing, I fell in love with models. So I went home that day and I said, Dad, I need to buy a model so I can start building. So I used to scratch build all my models at that stage. And then 
time goes on, you get married, kids, all the rest of it, mortgage. Married, divorced, kids. Yeah, well, something like that. <laughs> and um, I got out of it, but then I got back into it. And um, those days, everything was um, scratch built. Hey, I rare for Well, you had kids just, as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, everything was kids. The only ARF was trainers. Really? I think my first, the first trainer I had was a, a president. Um, was that in 1910 when you first started? Because you're that old. T180, I think it was. What was covered it? Not- in, covered in Solitex. It made it look like a Piper Cub. Oh, the Cub. Uh, until, we'll get to until, the Cubs. Uh, uh, we'll get to the Cubs. The, until I discovered the SIG. The SIG kit? Scale Cub. Oh, SIG kit, yeah. The best. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. And then from cups. there, the Bolsa USA third scale, and I had framed that all up, read the cover, and then I got out of the hobby. I just had enough, sold trailer, everything. All my models were gone. In those days, it wasn't like RT Trader. It was the, the trading post. And every Saturday, you'd go to the, the news agency just to find the trading post to see what was for sale. Yeah, I remember the Trading Post was great. It was, it was the Trading Post was more than just a, like a newspaper. Oh, that had it was stuff everything. For sale. For, if you're building a car for car parts or motorbikes or whatever you wanted, you had to get there. And I remember some guys was that serious. They used to sleep at the age building in the city to get the first edition so they could look up the yeah. Trading Post. To be at the place guy's house to buy whatever they want to buy. Because it, it, yeah, as I was saying, it, it, it was like a hobby. I had a friend of mine that used to um, like create cars out of the ho- out of the trading post. So he would literally, as just for fun, he'd say, "Okay, I'm going to buy that chassis, that motor, those wheels, and whatever." And how much would it all cost? And that's all gone now. But RC Trader, did you see today? The MAAA did a post on their Facebook page saying, "Hey, if you got anything to sell, why don't you post it here?" I felt like saying, "Wait a second. Why don't you support RC Trader that's been going around for years? And by the way, don't you know that it exists? You sponsor it. Why don't you promote them? Because it's a great platform, RC Trader. You're addicted to RC Trader. Me? Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're on there all the time. You get the I notifications, think, don't you? I, I think everyone in Australia is addicted to RC Trader. Oh, it's we, the first thing that you have your cup of coffee and I up to RC Trader in the morning. Yeah, that's RC the first. Trader. You should have bought RC Trader. It was for sale at one stage. I don't know whether it's sold, but. Uh, you could buy it. No, no, what for? I got enough planes. Okay, now speaking of planes, right <laughs> now, let's fast forward. You got back into the hobby. Well, you, you got out of the hobby. You went and did some other things, and then you, when did you come back to the hobby? What year? Well, I busted my ankle in two thousand nine, and I got back into it because I was bored. I had to, I had to do a hobby, and it was funny you say that because I told my missus that I want to get into a hobby, and she goes, "All right, so." I decided I wasn't going to yachts, model yachts. See, they're cool, aren't they? And, and, and hang on, hang on, let me finish. So she took me, and I was on crutches at the time. She took me to a place in there. Um, Braceot or Caramway. Yeah, that way, yeah. yeah, somewhere there, right? And she said to me, and I remember she said to me, she goes, if you take up this hobby, we're going to get divorced. <laughs> I said, why? Oh. She goes, because because of all guys walking up and down the, the banks. banks there, everyone was protesting. I just... They were yelling at each other. Oh, you cut me off. You took the wind out of my sail. It was more protesting than racing. I thought, no, I tried it. No, it wasn't for me. So I bought a speedboat. uh, I didn't know that. 23cc. Gasser. One of those, yeah, a little gasser. Yeah. 
and um, I tried that for a while, and then I said, nah, I'll get back into model airplane. So I bought myself a little foamy, and I said, I'm going to start with a foamy, and that's it. I took it to my weekend. Second. Okay, yeah, wait. You got the foamy, yeah, then you took it for a fly. Actually, I went to – because I, I had been flying for about 14 years, so I didn't know how I was going to fly, if I was going to fly any good. So I took it to – one weekend went to uh, Rosebud, and I went to the club there at um, – Nepean? Um, no, no, it was near Truman's Road in um, Rye, yeah, or yeah. Tookarook, whatever I call it. And I asked one of the guys, listen, I've been in the hobby years ago. I got out of it. I bought this little foamy, little Cessna. Do you mind you know, taking it up and – see if I can remember to fly. And um, the guy took it up. He goes, here's the controls. It was like natural. I thought, that's it. It's right on the Back into it. Yeah. It's just as bad as what you were previously. No, no. I said to myself, no, I'll stage, just say that again. Just as bad as what you were previously. So you were a bad pilot then. Now you're still a bad pilot. Hey, I've seen you fly. I wouldn't. I've seen, I wouldn't. You can't I, I wouldn't. Hey. You can't land Hey, hey. I don't hit trees. I wasn't. I didn't hit the I tree. I pruned the top of the tree. I was doing a service to the club. <laughs> I've seen you land. Your landings. You're the only person that lands. For every one landing, there's actually five landings because it bounces, 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 and then just and and you don't need brakes because by the, by the time you've done the fifth <laughs> bounce, it's nosed over I, and it's not going I, anywhere. Have you finished dribbling now? I have. I oh, good. <laughs> anyway, I said to myself, "That's it. One plane. That's it." I think. At my last count, well, Daniel came to my house last week, the week before. Daniel, another good friend. We wanted actually Daniel on this podcast. We call him Taco Bill um, <laughs> because Daniel is, you just to hear his voice, he's Argentinian and he has the best accent. And I keep on telling him he's Mexican because Mexico and Argentina are apparently next to each other in my mind. And he's, no, they're not. They're two different places. They're, they're like 10,000 kilometers apart. And I said, no, they're not. They're five centimeters apart on the map. So, uh, but yeah, so Daniel was with you. Yep. What's he called you? He calls you Effie, doesn't he? He calls me Effie and I call him Taco. <laughs> Taco Bill, because he's Mexican. Uh, end of the day, you got to have a laugh. That's we we have a lot of laughs. Now, okay, so oh, you, yeah. you go and flew this, flew this plane and you realise it was okay. Now, let's just fast forward. Speaking of Taco, Taco did an audit of how many planes you currently own. So you started in, what, 2009, 10 or whatever, was it? 2010. Okay, so between 2010... And as we speak here in June uh, 2020, how many aircraft have you managed to fill your hangar with? He counted 68, but he counted everything. My little phone, well, that is my, he, my gliders. And, that is everything. You, By the you, way, I just said how many aircraft have you got? And, he, and you said 68 and he counted everything. What did you want him to do? Count half of it? You no, have 68 aeroplanes. I, I don't count foamies as little gliders. Oh, no, they're not planes. They've got wings. Well, Bixler. A big slur. You sold you those two. You sold two of those I, to my friend the other day, remember? I sold them. In. I, I, I got all my foamies when I go to the caravan. I take all my foamies, they still my gliders. Dominic, they still count as a plane. Okay, you have 68 aeroplanes. You know what that means? You have lost the plot. 68 aircraft. You don't even have enough flying sessions in a year to fly every single one. Okay. I don't know. Let's just put the, let's put the foamies aside, right? Okay. You've got plenty of those. You've culled a few. you got rid of a few. Yeah. But, but you did recently buy a spare. You bought an RC factory. What was it? Velocity or something like that? Velocity, yeah. 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 And you went, did you, is it true you bought another one as a backup just in case? A spare one because they closed up a while back. So I thought if they closed up again, it's hard to get. You hearing that shops out there? Sponsor this man. He'll buy a spare <laughs> one. There's only one other person that I know 
Con Gabriel, hi Con. He's he bought. Two, <laughs> What's wrong with Con? Con's all right. Con buys two of every plane. Two just two, he, when he buys an airframe, he literally doesn't buy one. He buys two, and he's you know got why? them all in his house. Do you know why? Case. Why? Do you know why? Because he likes flying inverted, and it gets himself the trouble. No, that's we, we know that to. we've witnessed that, but that's another story. But the thing is, my theory is this, Dominic, Lesu, is that yes. if you crash that plane, there is always another one to buy. You could always yep. buy another one. And that business is not going to shut shop. We know who took it over. Aussie Aero Works, it's still going. They've got stock of planes. They've always got stock coming. So why did you have to buy two? Have you got 69 planes now? Oh, you got rid of two and you bought one. So you should be out. No, no, then you got another one. You're back at 68 planes. How, how many have you got? Twelve. Twelve. Well, how many I, times you fly? How many times you fly a year oh, between skiing, motorbiking? I have told and, you, and, 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 and you bought a, a sailboat. Seriously, I didn't buy it. It got given to me by the great man Ido Segev. And if he was here, he wouldn't even be in the peanut gallery because he wasn't a peanut. He gave it to me. I didn't buy it. And I'll tell you what, I think I'm a natural. You know why I gave? You know why I gave it to you? Because he didn't want he you knew, to do it. He knew you couldn't fly properly. No. So try, try this. Wrong answer. He gave no, it to me no. because he went down and sailed it. And like you, you couldn't handle the people yelling. And he said, oh, I can't handle it. It's too stressful all yelling at each other. What did I happen when I went down there? I won a race. I, I was a champion at it. This is the difference between you and me, Domenic. I'm a legend. I know how to do stuff. And you sit there and you sit there and say to me, he constantly says to me, what? you never go flying. You never go flying. I've told you I'm an athlete. I'm an action man. I've got lots of different hobbies. You have What's more- wrong with your mic? What's wrong with your mic? There's nothing wrong with my microphone. I can't hear properly. Or you're just dribbling too much. Uh, you're not listening through this microphone anyway. I sound good. You don't. Anyway. <laughs> so you have 68 uh, aeroplanes. Now, that brings me, I want to narrow it down because you you build a lot and you are a very good builder. Now, the problem is that many of you won't see Dominic's planes because he has too many and doesn't know which one to take to the field. But Dominic has some awesome aircraft and especially in that large scale stuff. Now, when it comes to your flying, where do you categorize yourself? Do you think you're an aerobatics guy or a scale guy, or where do you sit? Probably scale. Really? I like to fly more slower than scale. Than... I like 3D, don't get me wrong, but I like more scale flying. I would have said that you're a bit of everything because your, your hangar's got it's, – it's sort of – It's got everything, yeah, it's, and I fly more slowly oh, and on the brink no, no, of collapse no. generally <laughs> no, well okay let's put it this way you've got a big selection of like um compaf uh, aerobatic planes like 100 ccs you've got an edge you've got next you've got extreme flight planes you've got a 3d hobby shop 30 cc slick you've got a segev designs articulate you've got a kike yak that you haven't flown you've got another kike pits biplane that you've probably put two flights on it's- uh, you've got a, a Compaf Yaks, the ugliest plane ever known to man. The Compaf, Compaf the- Yak in the fantasy scheme is the ugliest aircraft going around. And what did you do? What engine did you put in one of them? That's a tax car, a Mocky 180. Oh, is that the taxi scheme? Still don't like taxi. that scheme very much either. But the fantasy scheme, which you seem to love, ugliest scheme known to man, you've got that. And you put a Mocky in a Yak as well. So you've got two of them. What Three. T- Three. I've got a spare kit. Are you selling drugs? <laughs> you, you. I know you're Italian, but if you were a mafia or something, how, like, no, no. Which no. bank did you rob to keep on buying all these aircraft and to have the backup to the backup just in case the backup broke? What, what's going on? But, it, it, it came. 
it came up cheap and nasty trader. Oh, like see? <laughs> it was in the trading post. It was a great prize. At least that's what you told your wife. She's a very tolerant person, your wife. <laughs> She's very. And now, but okay, so recently, um, so Dominic's, getting back to Dominic's aircraft, we're, we're going all over the place. That's why this is going to be the worst podcast ever. Uh, the, I'm trying to remember. What, oh, yeah, that's what I can tell you. Some of Dominic's good planes, right? If you've seen his decathlon, he's got a hanging iron, 100cc decathlon, and the interior is immaculate. He never goes to great events because he gets too nervous flying in front of a crowd, I say. No, I don't. I, well, I want you to nervous. bring these. You need to bring these aircraft out to the Shepherd and Mammoth scale flying this year and sh- show people they'll appreciate the effort that you made to. The interiors that he's doing, thanks to his wife's sewing machine as well, doing an excellent job. You've got the, the Bill Hempel Cub with a beautiful, immaculate interior as well. This Matt, what size is that Cub? 40%. What motor's in it? 150 or something, isn't it? No, a 111. A DLE 111, but it's got a big, that's DLE. a big plane. That's a big plane. It's, yeah, it hauls it around, right? It yeah. flies It flies at scale. Yeah. It won't hover it. Well, you can't hover anyway, so, you know, what are you saying? <laughs> Have you seen you hover? I can hover. You hover at like 400 feet. You can't even see it, which is probably a good thing because it looks so messy when you hover. You hover above trees to take him out. No, I prune the trees with my prop and sometimes the wingtips. But it's, this is not about me. I'm interviewing you, so don't Hang make on. me look like I've a peanut. I've seen you hover, and you've got a special dance. What no, I've got a song that How's I. How's it go? Well, it's a. <laughs> you like Top Gun? You put. You it's like not Top Gun? Gun. Top Gun's nothing. I've got a good song. You know it. Okay, okay. Like, what is it? <laughs> That's it's the chicken dance song. That's it's my fun. losers. Speaking of losers, you're the only loser on this podcast at the moment, and this is still going to be the worst uh, podcast ever. So Dominic has these planes that are really, really nice, right? And but he never no, they're sitting in his living room, literally sitting in his living room, right? Because he hasn't got enough room in the, the world's great. We'll get to his shed later. He's got the world's greatest shed, but he's got these two planes sitting there now. What have you been working? What was that? Hopefully, hopefully the third one will go in there. Dominic okay, well, wait a second. We're getting to that point. What are you, so Dominic's always building something because he's bored out of his brains and the only thing he does is build aircraft. What have you been building? What have you been working on the past couple of months? Um, The poor knee, quarter scale, the hanger nine. Hanger nine, poor um, knee. That was sitting in the, that was what, in your in your shed for five years before you even opened the box? About, I think three years or two years, some of that. And um, the... X-Cub, 61cc. Yep, X-Cub. So the 60cc, uh, you know, Hangar 9 X-Cub. And what else? What, yep. what just arrived? The the 100, 100 200cc X-Cub. The big one. So let's line. just go through that. So now you've got... I've got... Wait a, a second. Star, wait a, wait a, a second. I, I will run this <laughs> podcast because you're the peanut gallery. <laughs> the... <laughs> you have let's we'll start from biggest to smallest. So everyone count on your fingers. How many cubs does Dominic I don't even know how he's pronounced his surname, Lessel own? So the latest, the newest is the the big 200 cc which you're gonna run a 150 cc can go anything like from 120 to 200 cc The big I'm putting a 170. One one seventy DLE you're putting in it, aren't you? Yeah. That's a it full, can run at one twenty, but yeah, you want a bit more grunt. That's the four meter wingspan cub. So there's one. You have the 60 cc version because you know you need the baby one as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. You've got the Hempel. That's three. 30%. You've yeah. got the 30 cc hanging on cub. That's correct. Yeah, that's four. Then you have the is it the 15 or 20 cc version? 
15, 15. That's five. Because I need to put it on floats to go like ball like and fly and floats. Right? <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that? Well, you don't even have know. You, it's have, one you, have, you tried, have you ever tried flying on water? No. Not not a boat. Not a boat. A plane. No. I, there's I, no trees. On, there's no trees on a lake, so you should be fine. Oh, I'm so funny. <laughs> Back to the cub count. We've got five cubs. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, there's more, isn't there? There's foamy. You got foamy cubs as well. You got the fun cub. That's a cub. Six. Is there any others? That's it. That's it. Six cubs. Okay. And how many cubs can one person own? I, as Ali, as Ali Machichi said, Ali Machichi said you can never have too many. Never enough. Of course, you know why? Because he works for the company that makes them. <laughs> You're the biggest customer. He has a poster of you on his wall. <laughs> Six cubs. <laughs> Now, I've seen Dominic fly, and he mentioned he likes flying slow. This guy is on the its on the brink of stall. He takes off at half throttle. Not only not only he's got the six cubs now, he's also got a Hangar 9 Valiant, which I don't even know why he got that. And I've seen him fly that, taking off at quarter four, throttle. Four plates. Speaking of, like, cub-style flying, you came to the stall comp this year, didn't you? Yeah, and I got up late, and I didn't bring a so plane. You did, so you're telling me you turned up, but you didn't bring a plane. No, you had a plane. You turned up and you didn't enter, you didn't participate in the event because you said that you slept in, even though you were there well before the event actually started, the competition. No, I, was there, I got there late. Yeah, no, you were not late. You had an electric plane, put a battery in it, off you go. You didn't need any setup time. So what are you talking about? It wasn't as if you were going to be the first person to fly. There was plenty of time. I think this I'll confirms be, I'll my be, I'll, theory. I'll that- be there next year. I'll prove you wrong. That was it. He reckons next and ho- year. And, hope, and hopefully, this, if it goes ahead on Shepparton, I'll be there. Really? You you tell me what plane to bring and I'll bring it. Okay, I will. Not that so you ever listen to me. Week. We'll go for the weekend, not for one day. Now, tell people about your theory about travelling. At what distance? How far do you need to why, drive before you need to you, stay the night? I don't see any sense in going for a three-hour drive to fly a couple of flights and go home again. Stay the night. Why can't no, you stay the sorry. night? Have you, have you got a fear of staying the night? With you, I do. No, why? <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. I'm concerned about you. you I went to you China with China you. You in three days. I went to China with you, and I had to be your chaperone. I had to guide you through the airport. I was like I was like you're my dad because you're old enough to almost to be my dad. Been there. Everything's in Chinese there. Nothing's in English. doesn't matter. I got by. I don't speak Chinese. I got pulled over three times in the airport there. Yeah, but that's because you look weird and you look like a criminal. <laughs> I probably realise you're from the mafia. Now the um no, so you said three hour distance. No, you, you get an hour out of Melbourne. That's it. You need to lie down and have a nap and stay the night. No, I don't. No, I don't. Well, we're going to Chuka this weekend. That's about a two hour drive at least from your house. Yeah. Well, you want to stay there? The we we'll get a motel, get a room together. <laughs> Why? So anyway, you're planning on going to Shepparton, which is good. And the only reason why I've been telling you, I've been hounding you since last Shepparton to turn up to it and bring some of your mm-hmm. big planes because, you know, let people see them and enjoy them because they're nice aircraft. I can fly them for you if you're a bit too nervous because there might be a crowd. No, I'm not nervous. Now, let's just wind back to, to China. You know, I've got over the cub thing because it's really, you know, I don't understand, you know, how many stall turns can one person do? You know, it just gets boring after a while. Anyway, you are an international judge. Aren't you? I don't know. Well, Dominic came to the China. I oh, went to help. You went out. You true. Now I said to Dominic, Edo, the great man, Edo Segev, rest in peace, Edo. I mention him every episode. I wish I could interview him. I'm going to get his brother on. Uh, that'll be that'll, that'll be upcoming episode. But uh, 
Ido couldn't make it. And I said to Dominic, do you want to come to China? And they need judges. Why don't you come for the experience and the, the trip to China and telling you you're going you're gonna to have a great time. Now, when I said you're going to have a great time, did you have a great time? Fantastic time. It was amazing. It, it? It, t- it took a while to get used to the food because I don't eat rice. And, and ever since I got back, my wife thought she cooks now is rice. And I said, we're not in China, I'm in Australia. Yeah, but we had a great Pasta. time. Now, Pasta. we were judges of the aerobatic competition, uh, the freestyle aerobatic competition in China. And um, how, how did that go for you, Dominic? Judging. You right. Yeah, well, it was an experience. It was an experience. Well, it was an experience. It wasn't just for you an experience. It was an experience for me because I reckon you're the worst judge going around. And if anybody wants him as a judge, don't I, ask. I've him. never judging freestyle at 100 miles an hour. Like, but wait a second. You competed in IMAC. Up. You competed yeah. in IMAC, right? And we had to judge a sequence, right? So let me just tell you this little story. IMAC here, and what they were doing there is a total difference. Yeah, but no. But you had to judge a sequence. So they, it, we had the list of maneuvers in front of us, right? And we also were given like the local university students were helping us in judging. So we would just tell them the score out of 10 and they'd write it down. So what would you do, Dominic? The person yeah, would the go one, and complete the, the stall turn and where were you looking? But she was asking me what, what score. I said, I just told you. No, it was not like that. What you were doing yes, is was. this. You would turn, you'd watch the maneuver. Instead of keeping your eyes on the plane, you would turn around and look at the person writing the score down for you. Instead of saying five and looking at the plane because they can hear you because they've got ears. You were looking at them, and so you would miss the next two maneuvers, right? And then you turn around and say to me, "What score did you give them to fill in the gaps?" <laughs> Not all the time, a few times. Well, a few times, so I kept on saying to you, "Nestle, keep on looking at the plane, eyes on the plane." Like, see, Ego and I, we, we were in a r- rhythm. We knew we would always say, "Eyes to the sky," as the person would come past and stuff. But you, what would you do? You would be—you'd missed so many stall turns. I don't know what was going on. So you are. The worst international <laughs> judge. And our friend Daniel Taco, he really has grilled us, hasn't he? Uh, oh, you international he, judges. You're he, inter- he you international comedians. So China was a, China was a good trip. So it's good to hear that you're coming to, to Shepparton. Um, yeah. if, it's, if it's on, do you reckon it'll be on? I think it will be. I, I think that, look, there's hardly anybody with corona as we speak. And, yeah, uh, and aeromodelers don't get it. Like, we've got that much nitro going through our noses and stuff that we're immune to or anything. But, uh, no, I, I, my gut feel it nitro. will be on. Look, look, well, we know that, that here in Victoria, we're up to 20 people that are feel at one time. Mm-hmm. And 22nd of June, I think they're announcing some other restrictions. Well, I'm going skiing after that, so I won't be seeing anyway till uh, spring, Dominic, anyway. How are they going to do skiing with a lot of people there? They're, like, they're reducing the numbers. The, That's another story. Yeah, you can do okay, another skiing but, podcast maybe another day, but I don't think people want to hear about how they're going to manage the skiing. I'll give you a buzz I, later and I'll explain that to you. <laughs> do you know what we're talking about here? This is a podcast. People are listening to us now as we speak. Like, Don't okay. treat them like fools and tarts talking about skiing. That's another day. Okay. Um, okay, let's move on. Okay. Let's move You're on. a heavy model certifier. Yeah. Who did you pay to get that? Who did I pay? Yeah, yeah. I didn't pay anyone. So, well, uh, Dominic, I, I, am I am, am I certifying your plane this weekend? Yeah, you are. And if you don't sign the bottom, I'm not going to sign it. You, no, you are going to sign it. If you know what's I'm, good for you, you're going to sign I, it. I, I'm just going to check your plane first. First, I'm going to check, check it. it. And guess what? Then I'm going to say you fly properly without hitting any trees. <laughs> or, or as you call it, pruning trees. Well, that's true. I was pruning the tree. I wasn't crashing the plane. Does it, can the plane fly again? 
Yes. Did you have to fix it? Yes. yes. But minor detail. And I only got you to fix it to keep you occupied so you didn't spend more money on cubs. (laughs) I'm not full of it. You're the heavy model certifier, Dominic Lessor. Here he comes. Well, generally, I think when we go to the field, this is what we do normally. We are not putting on an act here. Just we give each other heaps on a daily basis, and we do it really, really well. And what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. There's something wrong with you, but there's nothing wrong with it. Um, so you're a heavy model certifier, and uh, what do you look for when you actually certify a plane? Right? What are you specifically looking for? Firstly, make sure that all the you got the right servos for the right size model. Uh, all the linkages are okay. They're not going to fall apart. There's no, um, or your, your fuel lines are not going to touch exhaust system. Your engine mounts securely mounted in there. Just make sure it's it's going to go up in the air and not fall apart. Well, I'm telling then, you what. I think but you're then lying. also, I think you're lying. Why? When you certified my model, you didn't check the fuel line because it was touching the exhaust, and it was my skill that fixed the fixed the situation. I did. Well, why? Well, you were happy with it touching. It didn't know. melt through you. Luckily, I fixed it though. I fixed it. My builder. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Now, I must say, so you don't like building at full stop. No, I don't have time for it. I'm an athlete. Oh, I've got lots of other hobbies, and I don't have enough time to sit in the shed all day like you do. And athlete I don't have what? a shed. A- a- athlete for what? Just general stuff. Just general eating. <laughs> I'm really good at eating. <laughs> the. Uh, now, you are a good builder. I'll give you that because you're so anal. You're the most anal person that I know. And Dominic has the world's greatest shed. Don't tell anybody where it is because we don't want people breaking into um, where it is. But it's um, – I'll give you the address. No, I won't give you the address. <laughs> but Dominic has the best shed in the hobby. It is phenomenal because he, he, he's a clean freak as well. Everything is spotless. Every every part has its place. It's got every tool, and every tool is top quality. So I actually like going to Dominic's shed to work on my planes because it's a lot neater than my tiny little space that I've got. So it, it is excellent. Um, and don't forget, I, I built furniture in there too. So most of my tools are woodworking tools. Yeah, right? so you've been in woodworking for a long time. And, yeah. And your work is very, very precise. How long are you spending in building, say, say this X cub, the new X cub that you're building? How long do you think yep. it's going to take you to build? A couple of months. You know why? Because I'm so fussy. I don't want to see any wires. So I've got to hide the wires. And then I want to put the interior, and that's going to take me a while. And just, you know, when, you, when you're too fussy, it takes too long. I can build this in a week. Yeah. And just, just slap it together. But I know I'm going to look at it. I'm not going to be happy with it. So I'll spend more time on it because – like you said, most of my plans are nice, detailed, but they take time. So, and most of the time, when you, it was an interesting point you raised there, where, where you've got to look at it, and that's true because nobody else never gets to see them because you never go out flying enough to fly them. So, I suppose at least but, you're getting but, some but, satisfaction but, but, every time you see them. But they all fly. You said they've all planes. flown. When? I'm going flying with you this when? weekend. When? How how long did it take you for the slick? Five years? It took me five years, but that was only because five I, years. I had this thing called Flat Out RC Magazine. I was working like a donkey for no money. And so I was preoccupied with that. And I, I told you, I don't like I don't like building. I don't have time for it. So what are you doing this weekend? Come flying? I'm going flying with you in a trick. I remember at, we already spoke and about then this. Next weekend? Up. Next weekend? I'm a dirt bike rider that weekend. I'm going <laughs> a motorbike. <laughs> and then the ski season starts after that. 
It's winter though. We don't get to go flying. It, like this weekend in Echuca, it's just I went to Horsham on the weekend. I flew the whole weekend at Horsham. Yeah, it was ground. a nice weekend, but I was being a dirt bike rider last weekend as well. I've got lots of hobbies. What? Five kilometers down the highway in the dirt I road. 80 kilometers per hour on my motorbike. With my, what, downhill? I had my learner downhill. plate on and I had my vest on. <laughs> downhill, like a, downhill. It was a bit downhill in the tailwind, but I had the throttle on a bit. <laughs> Uh, See, I'm, that's the difference between you and me. You're like practically, you know, nursing home material, and I'm still a young athlete that likes I did to eat. 80, I did 80 kilometers in my kite buggy. That's faster than your motorbike. Yeah. And your kite buggy, Dominic used to have a kite buggy, and guess what? He had an accident with somebody else, and now his ankle needs to be fused. Like, oh, that's how much school you got. You couldn't get out of the way. It, was, it wasn't my fault. Oh, I had nowhere to go. That's what my son says, and he's 13. But it, but it, that's story. It is another story. Okay, we digress once again. Just focus. Uh, what makes a good flying field for you? The people. The atmosphere. Oh, don't say the people. I know some of the people you hang around with. Don't mention names. Hang on. It depends on flying. I don't know where you meet some of the people. Where do so which people? You go there and the hardly body there. Okay, I'll give you an example. What do you think about our rat club? Yeah, I like the Years ago, years ago. Yeah, it was great. I don't know about it. Now, I haven't been there for a while. We should go that, there. That's what I'm saying. I like this weekend with the Horsham Club. The people there are nice and friendly. There's no bickering. There's no, you got this pain, I've got Taco's that pain. Taco's there. Taco Bill's there. You'll turn up and he'll go, oh, you better fly the stupid plane again. Why do you keep on flying the plane? How many planes are you going to fly? You're going to wear it out. Hey. Taco gave me heaps on the weekend. Even, even my wife was on the act. I did, I think I bounced the plane twice, right? It was the pits. Only. Right? At, it was only twice. Because anyway, I bounced it twice. But not hard, just two little bounces. My wife, voice, starts singing a Skippy song to everyone there. <laughs> yeah, because you can't <laughs> land a plane. You need, I'm going to give you lessons. This weekend, I'm going to give oh, you lessons. I'm waiting. I'm you waiting. Said, can, I, can, I, can I video it? Yeah, we'll video it. We'll put it on Facebook. Get on the Flat Out RC Facebook, the Facebook. Subscribe to the Facebook page, and you can witness me landing a plane this weekend in a Chuka. <laughs> uh, well, I'll save it after this podcast goes there, maybe next week. It'll be after the fact. You know, you'll be, you actually, you'll be listening to this episode after the fact. So After the I'll just tell you how it all went. I greased the landing. I put on a demonstration. I had the chicken dance playing on in the background. And Dominic sat there under a tree by himself, uh, you know, staring at the stars or something like that because that's all he does. <laughs> uh, you make you laugh. That's at least you're the only one laughing at this point in time. Everybody who's listening to this podcast thinks this is the biggest waste of time. <laughs> put um, a bunch of morons. <laughs> what do you like about aer- aeromodeling? And I just the building side of it, really, and the flying side of it. Years ago, it was more the building side of it. When I got back into it now, it's more the flying. But the weather's been up and down. Well, it is weather dependent. But see, I always say that you have to have a radio control vehicle of some variety for all different types of weather. That's why I've got this, I've got a yacht now. Slope soaring, okay, in the wind as long as we were going to go slope soaring a few weekends ago, but it was blowing in the wrong direction. We need a southerly here, not a northerly wind. We're giving any northerlies at the moment through winter. Yeah, I know. But that'll come around. Mm-hmm. We'll get out there. Um, another question for you. Yes. Who's the best pilot you've seen fly? The best pilot? 
would have to be Edo. But what about me? What about you? Well, wow. I thought I was the best pilot you've seen. Uh, I just say it to make you feel better. That's about it. <laughs> I've seen you fly. I'm, I'm pretty. Well, look, Edo, the great man Edo Segev. He, yeah, he was a gun. But it's funny. He, he never, good. he hardly ever flew in the past sort of four years. He was like twice a year he might get out flying, and he was still a gun. That was annoying how good he was. But he had a very good foundation from years of competing, and uh, he was very busy with the full size aircraft. So oh, I agree, he's one of the best. Um, Jace, the ace Ducia for me is probably one of the best I've seen. Aurel Zohar, uh, Ole Loveborg, uh, Martin, Martin, Martin Brand, Muller, Gunn, Sash Ciccone, the peanut gallery. Too. The peanut gallery are great. The peanut, yeah. The, we should get the peanut gallery together on a podcast. Can you imagine when we were in Italy? Oh, what, not you Italy, talk half Austrian, Ch- half Italian. Yeah, <laughs> when we were in China, we were all breaking into Italian. I, my 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 dad's Italian, so I, I've got a bit of Italian in me, and you're Italian, and Martin could speak a bit of Italian as well. And, of course, Sasha could speak Italian. So we were just breaking into Italian all the time. So it's like a bunch of Italians in China, international judges. It was, it was fun. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think we'll go on this year, but will it? Nah, I don't think we're going to. Um, someone just tried to send me a message. Don't you hate that when you're recording something and someone tries to send you a message? But anyway, um, I don't think it's, it's going to be on. No, nah, I don't think it's, it's going to be some... on uh, uh, this. Um... Is this live? No, it's not live, but I've, okay. someone is trying to send me a message. I thought it. I, I thought if it was live, someone would be saying, "Stop talking too much crap, Andrew." Can you stop flicking that thing around? I can hear it. Pardon? Stop flicking that thing around. I can hear it. Okay, we're, sorry. we're recording something. People are listening to oh, us now as we speak. Okay, okay, okay. So you're currently building the uh, the Pawnee's almost ready to go, isn't it? I'm waiting for a receiver to come. They're That's on right. back order. Everything's, everything's on, on back, back order. order. Everything's on back order. Why do you think everything's got, on back order? I got my stuff from Desert Aircraft today. I ordered it last week, and they're they're, they're really good people over there. Very helpful. But uh, like uh, Mark was saying, a lot of stuff's waiting to be put on planes to come to Australia because not a lot of planes are going around. So it's just a matter of until this everything settles down, it's going to be scarce getting parts. Yeah, and that's a, why a lot of I've, got, I, I've got three planes on the go, and I'm waiting for parts for all three of them. So whatever comes in, I just keep Wait going. Wait a second, what are these three planes? You've got the the sixty one Cub, Cub, the Pawnee, yeah, and, and the, the Cub. and the new big Cub. So, <sighs> that's a lot of slow flying planes there. That's a lot of stall turns. So between those three planes, what, I know. I should. Mo- I should. What mode are you putting the Pawnee? Let's go as a Noah 80. I told you to build that one as a glider tug. No, I don't want to. Well, I, still got your, gonna I, still got, I still got your glider here. Yeah, there's a it. glider there that I want the Hangar 9 glider. It would be you and me. It'd be like we're going to hold hands, walk to the strip. You take me off. I'll glide around. You, and, you know, tow me behind your, your Pawnee. No. Give me a tug, Dominic. <laughs> I'll give you a tug that right over that. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on the way to your chuka. <laughs> Dominic, this is a this is a kid friendly show, right? It is. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. So, when you, so you've got plenty of planes on the go. Uh, mm-hmm. I said to you earlier today, what planes you bring to a chuka, and, and you it was a really tough decision for you because you had sixty eight airplanes to choose from. Nah, but I said to you, we're going in one car, or two cars. Well, we're going to well, we're going in one car, but I've got plenty of space. I can make room for stuff for you in the trailer. Um, I could be in the comp path if you want. 
No, which one? No, it's not boring. The fan, the fantasy one, the one you like. Oh, I hate the fantasy scheme. Like, why would you want a fantasy scheme? Get well, liked. I like it. I'm glad you like it. I'm just giving you my opinion, which is I don't like it. Okay. So Can don't I ask for your opinion. So I don't want to see it at a Chuka or in my trailer, or in my car, or anything. All right, so bring something <laughs> nice. Okay. To finish up, this is the question that I ask everybody. Uh, what's been your favourite plane so far? I think my decathlon. The Hangar 9 decathlon? Yeah. Why? I suppose just the interior of it, the way it flies. It is yeah, a good plane. Just, it's a nice plane. My other one is a, is a SP with a mock in it. S, what SP? The Yak. Yak, fifty-five SP with a one eighty mock in it. Oh, you love those Yaks. It's a it is a fifty-four, isn't it? Fifty-five. 55. SP. It's not the one with the bubble. It's got the yeah the bit at the back. The kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I hate yeah. those. I'm not, I like it. My, my good friend uh, Marty Morgan. He knows what what noise I make when he brings a Yak out. You know what noise Yaks make when they fly? No. Nah. Yuck, 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 That's what they do. Um, if, do you want to ask me any questions? It's supposed to be Q&A. Maybe you can ask me a few questions. When are you going to fly this jet? When am I going to fly the jet? My yeah. Skymaster Viper jet, two meter. Uh, yeah. Which I got from one of your mates. Um, my mate. Yeah, not my mate. He's he is your mate. mate. He is your mate. No, don't, no. don't sit there and deny it. He is your mate. Uh, who, who is he? I'm not going to mention names here. Oh, no, we don't no. want to rope them in. I have to get waivers signed and all that oh, legal okay. issue. I have lawyers <laughs> on my back. Uh, I am going to fly my jet uh, probably after winter at this stage. The, the Jet Association are running their events again. That's what I want to participate in. But I'm not a member. I'll let them have their fun and I'll come back in spring when probably we'll have more, they'll allow more numbers. So they're only allowing their members at this stage to attend because I've only got a limit of 20. But I've got. I'm an athlete, as I keep on telling you. I've got ski well, season. Can, I've got to take the family can, skiing and stuff, and then I'll come back can, in spring. You can still fly it. Just certify it, get it all trimmed out. Yeah, make I, sure it's it's, I'm going to have to go to Mangalore, Wangarat, or somewhere to go and do it, and I just go don't Melton. have – I'm not go coming Melton. to Melton because the tree's in the of, way. The tree's in the way. You've got a lot of friends there. You've got a lot of friends there. I have got a lot of friends there, but the tree's in the way. I'll take it down. Oh, you could oh, I tried down. to take it know. down, but I don't want to take it down with my Viper jet. It doesn't <laughs> you, have a propeller. You can burn it can burn down, can't you? <laughs> I, could. I could hover on top of something until it catches fire. Not that it's going to hover. Uh, so now, any other questions for me before we finish? Because this is the world's worst interview. Are I've you going to make this two and a half, three hour trip to Echuca this week peaceful? I'm going to sing songs but all I the way. Think, do you remember we went to, um, where did we go? Uh, meet Marty Morgan. At um, oh, Swan Hill. Oh, that was the worst drive with you. Why? You just talk so much. I've got a queue of people but, who would love to go on a long drive with me, all waiting at my door now as we speak at 8.21 p.m. And they've got a white jacket that you put around your hand. It's not funny. You're not a funny person. <laughs> You're the only person that's laughing. There are people listening to this, and they're probably offended the way that you talk to me because I'm a fine, upstanding person in the hobby. Do you know <laughs> they what don't I mean? know who you are. They do. They hear my, my dulcet tones. They've seen, you know, you, they've you, seen know, you on YouTube videos. Which had two cons on this show? Con Gabriel and Con Visvardas. Oh, that'd be a laugh. Can you imagine? You well, made me famous. I need to have you a chat with them and see if they want to join the peanut gallery. But there's, it's a hard to get into. You've got to be and really crazy what, to get into what's it. Con, what's Con say? I was nothing before I met you, Andrew. He does. Con Visvardas. <laughs> and he doesn't listen to this anyway. But Con he, Visvardas he, always says to me, Andrew, I was nobody until a, 
until you put me in Airborne magazine because I put a photo of him in Airborne magazine when I was writing for Airborne. Rest in peace, Airborne. Um, anyway, I've had enough of looking at you and talking to Dominic. One other question I'm oh, asking. what now? Okay. Are you ever going to organise another 3D event? Am I like ever going to? Or, I used to organise these freestyle Because there's a lot aerobatic. of guys have fun we used to have so much fun the last time we had fun but one guy crashed his plane and the fun was all over yeah but that was but, blowing 40 knots it was kite flying uh, water. Uh, okay. I should have my boat if we had so much fun at those events we did have fun at those events and I may do it again but you know that I've been busy and it's just one extra thing um oh, maybe but you should you should try we should try and organize it I well, reckon well, you get a let's just not build everybody's hope but if if you're interested in a freestyle aerobatics event down here in sort of Victoria, then get onto Facebook and send me a message or something and see what numbers because well, the numbers put, decline. But I think they're coming back. We've got to like some of the guys post, up in Truka, put, a, put a put a vote up like you always do. Oh yeah, and you know I did that, Dominic. I did that when when I wanted to start a podcast, right? And everyone went, yeah, yeah, I listen to the podcast, and yeah. then I go and have a look at how many people are actually listening to the podcast. Probably less than the people that actually voted. I think half the community doesn't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> I never knew. I don't know. Now somebody's trying to send me send me emails. I should turn it off. <laughs> anyway, I, I want to go now. I've had enough of you. I've had enough of you. Until Saturday? Until Saturday. We will sit in the car for at least a minimum of four and a half hours each way. Not each way. Oh. Four and a half hours sitting in the car together. We will continue this banter all the way there and all the way back. <laughs> Dominic Lesser, well, how do you pronounce your name? Aishu, Yesu. Aishu. 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 It's Aishu. And how many people say, how do you spell that? Yeah, everyone does it. Yeah, change your name. Dominic Smith. What? Smith. Silly. Smith. <laughs> Dominic Smith, thanks for joining us. What about Dominic Cub? Dominic Stolturn. <laughs> I've had enough of you. I'm going. Thanks for making this the worst podcast ever. Hasta la vista. Okay. I'll be back. <laughs> Thanks, Dominic. See ya. Now, was that the worst interview you've ever heard or was that the worst interview you've ever heard? But a big thank you to my good friend, Dominic. He is a good friend. We speak every day, at least once. So it's always good. Uh, it's, it's The hobby's great in the fact that you meet these people and you create these connections. And uh, I know that uh, Dominic and I will have a very long, long friendship. So head of the peanut gallery, Dominic Aisu, man with the weirdest surname. Thanks once again for joining me on the Flat Out RC podcast. Now, I want to talk about a product feature. That's what I normally do at this point in time after uh, we have a special guest if time permitting, of course. Uh, and today I want to talk about a transmitter. I've been, I've been looking at transmitters and talking to some friends about transmitters. I fly Spectrum. I've got a DX18QQ, the uh, Kike's Somzini limited edition model of the Spectrum DX18, 18 channel radio. It's, uh, I've probably had it for at least six, seven years now and it's still going okay. But uh, I want to take a look at Spectrum's flagship product, Top of the Range, their latest and greatest IX20 transmitter. It's a 20-channel transmitter. And if you've been living under a rock, well, you need to get out from it and see what Spectrum are doing because they're really taking a different approach to 
the radio, especially the operating system that drives the system. Now, most not most radios now are what you'd call a computer-driven radio, uh, and there's plenty of good 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 models out there, and Jetty and Fataba and you know, you know those kind of big brands make some really good uh, radios. As far as I'm concerned, every radio can you can achieve pretty much the same thing. This is a bit uh, how you get there and and some of the new functionality that's coming in that uh, sort of makes a difference. But the iX20 platform, well, the iX platform, because there's an iX12 as well, 12-channel variant, is built on the Android operating system. Now, that is the same operating system that we see in a lot of smartphones. So if you're not using an Apple phone, you're probably using an Android-based phone uh, so you know what it looks like. And what does that mean when you start using a, a, a very popular operating system as the back end of your transmitter? Well, it gives you a lot more scope for functionality. Uh, it gives you a lot more scope as far as user interface and what you can do, color screens, touch enabled, all that kind of stuff. Plus, what it also does mean is that you are now don't need to worry about that back end operating system. Somebody else is looking after that. In this case, it's Google. Google on your Android operating system. And they're developing, you know, all the smarts around that. And then Spectrum just need to basically build an app that sits on top of Android that that you know, controls the transmitter functionality, the sticks and the switches and all that kind of stuff. So what we're looking at is a very, very stylish radio with quite a large screen, touch-enabled screen that is, full color. It's starts they start by saying that the ergonomics of the radio and plus the silky smooth hall effect gimbals um, uh, really make you know the, the, your, your stick movements really smooth uh, which is always something that I look for I always when you first touch a radio you want to feel how smooth the control surfaces are and the ix20 has hall effect sensors quad bearing gimbals so lots of bearings uh, to smooth the movements out, always like that. You can also adjust, you know, the tension of the sticks and all that kind of stuff. So, you now we are talking about a high-end radio here. Uh, so there's a lot of configuring you can do to personalize a radio for your own uh, use. Now, what else has it got? Uh, faster Android power touchscreen interface. Now, I did review the iX20, sorry, the iX12 in Flat Out RC magazine, and it was a little slow. Uh, and so this has now got obviously a faster processor in it, so it's moving a bit quicker. So it's a five-inch, full-color, easy-to-read touchscreen. Uh, interface cold boots from off in less than 30 seconds. So when you turn your radio on, it has to boot up the operating system. That takes now about 30 seconds. Now, that is if you are starting from scratch. Otherwise, you could do it in less than one second if you're just going from sort of like if it's in sleep mode. Uh, it's 250% faster than that of the iX12. Gee. Uh, so with a touchscreen, you means you can really interface with the radio in, a, in, a, in quite a different way. No more clicking buttons, just tap where you need to go and uh, follow the prompts. That also means that the designers who design the apps can make it more intuitive uh, than having to rely on you know toggle switches and things like that. Now, what else does it do? It will work with an evolving list of apps from the Google Play Store. Now, you know what you can do with this radio? You can play videos. 
You can play the radio. You can play music. You can run any Android app basically on your radio now. So what you can do on your smartphone, I need to put a camera. That'd be great if they had a camera in mine. Oh, they should. Um, but yeah, you can you can access the internet now and, and any other apps that work on the Google Android. High resolution color display, we'll talk about that. Now, intuitive programming. Intuitive programming. So the, the programming is one of those points of differentiation between different radios. I was talking to a friend today and he was telling me about one of the radios he's got that he's actually not using it because he just can't figure it out. Uh, that's what we see with some of those sort of uh, open sourcey kind of um, platforms in things like the FR Sky radios and things like that. That they're, they're good radios, but they're not that intuitive to to use to set up. Now, moving to a five inch touchscreen means that, of course, you've got a lot of real estate. Uh, you can then design the screens a lot better. And from what I can see here on the web page, they are phenomenal, really, really good. So you're not going to have a problem in adapting to it uh, because the menus are just awesome. Color, touch, um, graphical. Uh, so really, really nice. Now, here's another feature that I love. Convenient Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and USB connect connectivity. So you can hook up to the internet to your Wi-Fi access point. It's got Bluetooth, so you can Bluetooth to say other radios. It looks like another like an iX12 or something like that. You can also Bluetooth to say headset. Can you imagine that? And I'll talk more about that after. But you can have wireless headphones or Bluetooth enabled headphones that connect to the radio. Uh, then you've got USB connectivity as well. Uh, you know, if you want to do updates and things like that, but you can do that wirelessly as well. Now, as a result of having that wireless connectivity, you're connected to the internet. If you need to do firmware updates, if you if you want to download um, setups for planes, you can do that nice and easily. And that's one thing. I, this is why I think this is going to be the future of operating systems, connecting to the internet to be able to access information. Now, you'll be able to turn your radio on and check the wind conditions and the, the, the weather and check Facebook, you know, all that kind of stuff. Listen to the Flat Out RC podcast whilst you're flying just from your radio. How good is that? If you don't like the members at your club, watch a movie. Sit in your car, watch a movie, go for a fly, go back in the car. You can be really antisocial. Spectrum. Well done. Uh, stay connected through smart technology. Now, this is something Spectrum's developed, this smart technology, which is basically hooking into other devices that are smart enabled, like their batteries, some ESC. So now you're capturing information from these other devices. So this is another big area of development, which is basically telemetry. You're grabbing information, data points, bringing it back to the radio so that you can view. And Spectrum have really moved ahead. Uh, you know, they've got their, ra their receivers that have telemetry enabled out of the box. So that you just hook everything up, put your sensors up, and it comes straight back to the radio. So you can measure a whole bunch of different things from, you know, engine temperatures, RPMs, uh, you know, battery status, you know, height, GPS, you name it. You can add a lot of different things. Uh Simply talk to it. Just talk to the iX20 and it will listen. New speech-to-text function functionality made possible by Android allows you to access and set up custom telemetry warnings, reports, and more through its voice recognition software. Now, I talked about telemetry a few episodes ago, I think, and what I was saying is how I like it. Um, I'd love it if I could have like voice alerts. Now, telemetry, capturing data means that you can set up warnings. So, for example, you can have low battery warnings, low fuel warnings, overspeed warnings, uh, you know, temperature warnings. And you can now assign, you know, speech to text functionality to to, you know, announce that warning, and you can you can control what it says. 
Programmable voice alerts. I really like that. Can you, I think you can record your own voice. Create any voice alert by just typing in the words. Maybe you can't. In addition to a built, this is, listen to this. In addition to a built-in speaker, the iX20 has a headphone jack that allows you to monitor voice alerts using earbuds so you don't bother other pilots. You can also use Bluetooth to connect with wireless earbuds or your phone's earpiece. Imagine that. I get my Apple AirPods, hook it up to my radio. They've got noise cancelling. Be able to focus. I could play some music in my ears whilst I'm flying to practice my freestyle routine. And I've got no cables. That is just... I, I'm really a big fan of voice alerts. Like, I, I want a voice alert to tell me how long I've been flying for. Now, you've got plenty of function when it comes to program mixes. 24 program mixes. That's more than any of us are going to need. Forward programming is a spectrum technology that allows you to configure smart receivers and related products wirelessly. So this is allowing to control components through the radio. Forward programming, such as gyros, uh, safe technology, gyros, I said gyros, didn't I? Um, which is, that's really good. On-the-fly tuning. Easily fine-tuned program features while flying without awkwardly having to access a specific menu. This is something I think Futaba does where you can fly the plane and say if you're trying to do a flap mix to, you know, like a flap to elevator mix, you can actually adjust it on the fly. And that is great because normally now what I have to do is I have to take it off, remember what I need to do, land it, adjust it, take it off and keep on, you know, tweaking it until I get it to the point where I really like it. Now, another good feature, innovative touch switching. Turn timers on or off or activate programmed voice alerts with just your touch and industry first. The iX20 uses capacitive touch technology so that any of the 10 toggle switches, the eye switch button or gimbal sticks react to the soft touch of a finger without interrupting the programming program mechanical movements also assigned. That's just crazy. So you can set up like touch touch things to treat your, I don't know what. I wonder if we can do it like um, uh, trigger a smoke system as an example. That is just amazing. This is really next level stuff. Sharing model, shareable model files. Well, if you use Spectrum, you can export your your models. Now, can you do it wirelessly? Is the question. Um, two hundred fifty model memory. That's more than enough. If you've got two hundred fifty models, and you need to get your head checked. Uh, if you ever need to juggle between the transmitter memory and SD card or Bluetooth memory devices, nevertheless, transferring model programs is simple and seamless with the iX20 other Spectrum band radios. You can share models between G2 systems and iX series radios via SD card or Bluetooth. There you go. Diversity antenna system, we expect that. It has got a built-in camera. Camera is built into the iX20 transmitter and can be used to take still photos and video. The lens is located in the rear center of the transmitter. It's easy to capture images of your own aircraft and add them to the model detail menu. I want one of these now. Crossfire module support. If you're a drone guy looking for a crossfire, something that's been pretty popular, can do it. You can add a module. Wireless trainer link. Yep. That's all the key features. So in a nutshell, what we're looking at is next generation of radio here. We're talking about an Android operating system that gives you a whole bunch of other functionality uh, besides just basic transmitter functionality. It's got a camera. Touch sensitive switches and, and sticks. That's amazing. A five inch touch screen, full color. Uh, the, radio, the the headphone jack, the Bluetooth, so you can have the Bluetooth headphones. It really does offer a lot of functionality and I'm really excited. Now, you ready for it? The price. Current recommended retail at our friends over at Model Flight is $2,300. It ain't a cheap radio. But let's put this into perspective. Let's compare it to, say, a Futaba 18MZ 
one of their flagship models and you're looking up around the $3,000 mark, I think, for something like one of those at the moment, uh, thanks to the terrible exchange rate we're experiencing here in Australia, but it has slightly shifted. An 18MZ, oh, a used one for $1,750. Um, not quite sure. But anyway, it, 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 for $2,300, you are getting a pretty powerful machine that's going to last you a long time. Uh, you're going to get, it's extremely high quality, the best in the range, 20 channels that should be more than enough for 99% of us, unless you've got a massive, massive, massive giant scale plane. But even then, uh, you should be fine. Uh, all in all, a great package. And if you are an avid modeler, I always say invest in a good transmitter because it's going to last you a long time and it can be used across all your models. There's no need to have three different radios. You just need one good one. So grab an iX20 from Spectrum. Spectrum, do you want to sponsor me? I'd love to have one of these uh, transmitters tested out. Anyway, maybe we might be able to do a deal. Trade in my old radio for an iX20. So there you have it. Spectrum iX20, 2.4 gigahertz DSMX 20 channel transmitter. Thanks, Horizon Hobby. Good job. About to leave. Already packing. Come with me. I'm not really asking. We'll get away to a place where we don't know. Another show done and dusted, episode 11. Uh, thanks for joining me once again. And a big thank you to Dominic, head of the Peanut Gallery, for having a bit of a laugh and a bit of a chat and a bit of a yell at each other. That's just what we do normally, and that's why we love spending time with each other. We're going flying this weekend. We're heading up to Echuca, see some friends, and uh, go for a little fly. So thanks again, Dominic. Well, don't forget... Subscribe to this podcast and make sure you press that button, whether you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. I don't care which way you want to listen to it. It's all free, but just get on there. Keep on supporting Flat Out RC. I hope you are enjoying it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, it's probably the two biggest platforms we're on. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some more YouTube videos coming up in the future once we can get out flying again but it's winter down here where i am and the flying is a bit hit and miss at the moment but anyway if you can keep on getting out there keep on doing it so all the best thanks again for joining me we'll be back next week thanks a lot